what happened the last time we had a third person on the episode. We started off like really awkwardly. Well, no, it's because every, I think similarly to last time we had a guest, I had a great prompt for us to start with. And then as I clicked record and, you know, it's like the thing where you're like, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Yep, yep, you yep. got this. You got this. This was a great idea. Second, we hit record and then I thought about hitting the record button. That's gone now. Bye bye. That will never return <laughs> to the ether. Um, but before we introduce our guest. Oh, boy. Yeah. OK. <laughs> How about that cold out there in Chicago? Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, no. I thought you had something. I don't. Uh, but I will say, before we get into our normal talk, I'm going to just have a little bit of a, I need to get this out there into the world, and then mm. we can go into our intro. But but what I need to get out there into the world, where's the right place to look for like local music that's easy to find and well-organized? Oh. You know, because we're doing albums of the year for 2023, yeah. and this is yeah. the DMGT podcast. This is the DMGT podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Spencer. And I'm Danny. And with us today, we have a guest. Good job, Spencer. Uh, one. I got us there, okay? I got us there. <laughs> it maybe wasn't the cleanest, but we're fucking here. <laughs> There's three of us. You get to deal with three of us today. Oh, uh, uh, Pat Kane I will say, on the call today. Pat Kane. And the Patrick Kane, the one you're Chicago. thinking of, yeah. yes, recently <laughs> traded to the Red Wings. <laughs> yeah, I think Some, as yeah. of today, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, mm-hmm. we stay on top of things. I keep yeah. uh, keep up on my own news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hello, boys. Thanks for having me. Of course, yeah, of course, course. Pat. Um, uh, Pat. Thanks for you, coming uh, on. Honestly, yeah. you uh, play instruments, do you not? Uh, I do. Um, I have a guitar sitting next to me, but I probably haven't picked it up seriously in like three years. <laughs> so um, I can as, play as instruments. Do. Uh, do I do that often? No. Um, but no, I moved. I moved to Chicago to be in a band uh, back in 2010. Very um, fun. That's I was, what I was gonna get to. Hell yes. Yeah. So I used to play music up until a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. So I play. I could play, but I'm not playing. <laughs> now, Pat, what is the instrument you play the most when you are yeah. in bands? Bass guitar. Bass guitar. Picked and that what's... up uh, like a, as freshman in high school. Okay. Now, were you? Uh, I I was in some like barely bands in like junior high and high school and were you placed into hey you have to play the bass (laughs) or was it a choice you made because one of the bands i was a part of for a little bit basically they were like you're gonna play bass because everyone else wanted Mm. to play guitar and they knew guitar more than me so i was like okay so i bought a bass (laughs) and like just left it in (laughs) someone's garage one day (laughs) and just never (laughs) thought to get it back but were you forced into bass, or did you become uh, I, the bass? Yeah, a couple of comments. So you said um, sort of bands. I feel like that's all middle school and high school bands. Yeah, sort of yeah. sort of bands. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was. I wouldn't say I was forced, but it was presented to me like uh, uh, my buddy just got a guitar. We were both super into Blink One Eighty Two, and he's like, "Well, ah, I'm the Tom DeLonge. Now you need to be the Mark Hoppus." And so it was just like, 
obviously you get the bass. Like there's no we're a three piece here. <laughs> right. We got we got guitar <laughs> yeah. taken. We'll figure out drums, but like bass is the next one. So yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I bought a bass off of my brother's friend and. <laughs> My brother had this really funny joke where, like, he sold me this bass, and then he kept telling his friend that, like, I was convinced that, like, I was in that kid's band. <laughs> so he kept being like, dude, Pat's so excited to play with you. <laughs> That's a good bit. And he was, like, super nervous, because we didn't know each other at all. <laughs> and also, that kid played bass, so it's like... <laughs> oh, that's great. We're going to have two basses. Anyways, uh, that um, still I, makes me laugh, but... I have one final bass follow-up question. Um did the movie I Love You Man help or hurt your affinity for the bass, given the meme culture of slapping the bass man? Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I would, I would say it had... Great question. <laughs> good, I'm going to ask <clears throat> the hard-hitting ones. <laughs> yeah, good question. I would say it didn't have an impact, mostly because I missed that movie when it came out, and I think I mostly missed the meme. Oh, wow. Um, so I've only heard Saved. it in retrospect, and... In retrospect, I can laugh about it. That's good. That's good because I feel yeah. like if I was like a burgeoning bassist at that time, that would be a tough area of like <laughs> crowd noise coming at me for like six years. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's all people would say to you every yep. time they they'd see you. That's it's just what they say. It's the go to. It's like when people see my ID in Chicago and they go, "Oh, Patrick Kane uh-huh. of the Chicago yeah. Black." It's just like a. Yeah. It's a an automatic response to it, yeah, it's a like thing the that thing, exists. The thing that an uncle would say to you for the rest of your life because he, <laughs> yeah. the one thing he's been able to retain is your name because it's a hockey player <laughs> and then <laughs> slapping the bass so he plays bass. That's it. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else has ever tracked with any of your uncles. <laughs> Dude, and it works one, once a year. You can bring oh, yeah. it back up. It's like, oh, he hasn't heard this in a year. He doesn't hear this every day of his life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won't remember that this is the only thing I say to him. <laughs> No, no, we do. <laughs> Everyone I <love> does. <laughs> I love it. Now, now, Pat, uh, I, I got one more prompt for you before we yeah. get into into our, our topic. Because today we're talking about 2023 best albums of the year. And we talk about music quite a bit with our friend Pat here. So, we, you know, let's get someone, someone other than just Spencer and I screaming at your ears. Uh, what is your favorite song to play on bass? And Ooh. at the same time, what is the best song you know on bass? Uh, hmm, the answer might be the same. Um, like it? I feel like Sweet I've Child always of had. Both. I mean, <laughs> going back. So here's the thing: I'm not like a trained bassist. I don't know scales. If you showed me like traditional music on a thing, like on a yeah. music is, sheet, I wouldn't know that all, what all the hell us. it means. It's all guitar um, players. Yeah, so so for me, it's like I can't come. I can't even name a classic song where it's like, oh wow, that's the classic bass song. I have no idea. Um, but uh, thinking back to a song I would play all the time, because um, I thought it was awesome, and then it became a meme because I played it so much. Was uh, "Carousel" by Blink One Eighty Two? That's a good. There's one. like the extended like version with the like high bass intro. That's a good riff. Yeah, I that is like what I practice to all of the time that's cool um, that's a good one so yeah that's fun to play and it sounds cool yeah yeah i, I like, like it that. i like it okay i'm not gonna get more bass talk even though i do have like <laughs> six more questions but I'm, i'll ask you <laughs> off mic um so <laughs> we're going in to the end of the year we're gonna yeah. talk about 
our albums of the year. Uh, Pat, yours are just as valid as ours. They're going yeah. into the ether of the DMGT wow. mm-hmm. as part of our picks. Um, I will just start off with saying I have 20 albums written down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little stressed about how I'm going to not just say talk about all of them anyways you know how last episode we like went 40 minutes without getting through half of the game awards uh-huh. uh, we're categories? only at like almost 10 <laughs> <laughs> and i did remember the intro if you want to restart well I we're don't. already I we're don't. already I here don't. we're already here no okay so the way that we're gonna break this out is we're gonna have uh some artist or a piece of music or an album it could be an album could be a song could be an artist whatever uh just a thing and this is what we did last year a thing that we discovered for the first time this year so it's new to us maybe not necessarily new to 2023 it doesn't have to be released this year just anything that you discovered this year could be both but that's that's the uh, liner there we're each gonna fire off three-ish four-ish in spencer's case maybe 15 of his uh uh, t- list of 20 They're all uh, favorite important. albums from this year. <laughs> and then we have a, we, I think we all, all three of us have a shared love or enjoyment of a particular album that we will save towards the back half because uh, we're going to, you know, we're about to go see them live as well in like a week. So we'll keep that back pocket. So with that, let's start with Pat. Mm-hmm. What is one? a piece of music band artist album that you discovered this year um so i have on here i have a band called um a microwave which i left our uh friendsgiving for uh that was mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. i was going to see saturday night um specifically the album much love um I, it might have come up um like on an autoplay after probably listening to one of the many albums we're going to mention here today. Um, but it just came on and immediately grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that album came out in uh, uh, September of 2016. So I'm like seven years. That's almost, okay. Yeah, seven That's okay. seven That's years right. behind yeah, no. on this. Um, That's fine. But they're like, uh, for me, they're, they're just like the, my sort of, um, what's the word? It's just like what I gravitate towards. It's like a four piece, you know, you got two guitars, a bass and a drummer. Um, and so that's sort of the bands I've played in. Um, so I'm always intrigued to sort of hear, you know, any band that has that setup, how they're doing something new or how, how you're sort of reinvigorating it. Why do you, um, why do you think you gravitate aside from yeah. being in those bands? Like, is it because lead singers are usually assholes? <laughs> Uh no, I Adam Lazara. I'm talking yeah. about you taking back Sunday, and I did talk about this last year, and I'm bringing it oh, back. <laughs> Stop being so stinky, lead singers. Do your fucking job. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's it. So I love plenty of bands that are just have a lead singer, um, or have not that setup. Um, I don't know. It, I feel like what I like about it is I've played in it, so I know how like, um hard it could be to like make it sound unique or make it sound new or you know you're you have limited assets um and i mean every rock song has sort of been written over before so it's just like what unique thing are you gonna do um 
So I don't I don't know if that answers your question, but no, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. how would you describe like the, the genre music, of yeah. this of microwave? Uh, <laughs> so I I want to bring up that I saw them at the Salt Shed. Um, okay. So I okay. saw Microwave at the Salt Shed, which just sounded like I was making up a reason to leave Friendsgiving. <laughs> it really did, and you left quick. Like I was like, you guys, uh, yeah, microwave, like, go. microwave's Hi. on. Absolutely microwave's on in thirty minutes. No at Salt Shed. No indication that you were leaving early in any form of communication that we have right, available right. to us. You're walking towards the door. I was outside. I came in. I see you leaving. I go, yeah, Pat, where was, are you going? You're like, like, hey, a... I'm leaving. And I was like, you weren't going to come out and say goodbye yeah. on Thanksgiving? I mean, I yeah, get no, it. I, I, said, I said bye to Jay, and that was about it. Oh, okay, that works. Ran out. Yeah, 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 he yeah. would have he communicated for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Jay, tell him I said bye. Um, how do they sound? Uh, I feel like it's it's like proggy rock music. Okay. Not not like an annoying like prog way. Um but yeah, it's it's. I mean, their songs are like pop format. You know, you got like verse, chorus, first chorus, you know, uh, bridge. They they break it up a little bit, but you know, they're writing yeah. traditional rock songs. Um, I mean, they're playing Salt uh, Salt Shed. They they got to be pretty popular. Yeah, they opened for the Mezzingers, which I don't really okay. know. But oh. they were, they're like they were like, oh, this is a staple out of Philadelphia. I also don't know them. Um, uh, yeah, them. they've they're been around good. a long time. Yeah, yeah, it seems like they've been around for like twenty years or something. Like I, that. I think they're actually doing a twenty-year tour right now. <laughs> I think That's that might funny. be what you went to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that yeah, the early departure. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. This, this <laughs> album specifically, uh, I was trying to think about it today. I'm like, what does this sound like? Because this sounds like something I've listened to before, and it's sort of like reminding me of something. All I, uh, what I came up with was, um, it sort of sounds like brand new, like Deja okay. Tendu. Oh, okay. Or maybe yeah. some of their heavier songs, like the album that comes out after Much Love, um, is maybe a little heavier, more like. Um, uh, Devil and God are raging inside of me. I think that was the, the brand new <sighs> yeah, album yeah, after that. Yeah, it was. But they sort of they sort of hit that spot where it's like they're writing pop yeah. pop rock songs, but they're just a little more proggy and you know, um, a little more interesting uh, than the traditional format. Man, I've been having to. I've been wanting to fill a brand new size hole in my heart. You know, since since that last album came out and all that news came out. Yeah. News. <laughs> It's, it, you know, like there's some music you can separate a little bit from the artist, but like Brand News is so personal that I'm yeah. like, yikes, that yikes, 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 yikes. Yeah. yeah. But that's Super microwave. Rough. Yeah, no. So that I was sort of, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, great. It, just like you're saying, it sort of fit this like hole where it's just like Brand New I listened to, I mean, what, those albums came out uh, like 20 years ago? Yeah. Uh, 2009, yeah, I think, is Devil Seven. and God. Um, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, uh. It's fitting a or filling a uh, like a fifteen year hole I didn't know I had. Um, but yeah, it it just popped on, and um, I'm trying to think like why. It, so like it just grabbed me immediately. It was just yeah. sort of, and I was going to ask you all sort of like just going through this list, sort of what your criteria was, because one of my criteria of like the albums that like I was going to bring up today, is sort of just like. It immediately grabs me. It has a good energy, and it just makes me want to listen to the next song. And this album definitely does that. Um, so I don't. I don't know if if you guys yeah. had criteria going into today of like oh, you know what, what would make it what what would make your album of the year. Spencer, it sounds like twenty hit all of your criteria. <laughs> 
So, um, but yeah, no, it's a good question, Pat. That's great hosting. We should have talked about what yeah, goes truly. into yeah. our our thing. Danny, do you well, want to I, start? Well, I was going to bring it up earlier, yeah. but uh, you should have because we're uh, shitty hosts. I was just like, well, I was like, these these aren't. <laughs> this isn't my you know album of the year. I mean, if this came out this year, it would be my album of the year. But I was like, maybe I'll bring it up once we get to the next album. But whatever. So for no, like for it. me at least, there's a couple of things. So there's like the aspect of me and you and I talked about this uh, after the uh, the Blink album came out this yeah. year. Um, for me, there's the aspect of like how much that I personally find enjoyments out of this, and then there's also the um, like how technical is this? You know, like all the snobby crap of like. Is it produced well? Is it mixed well? Can I like hear proper separation of like instrumentation and vocals? Is all of that like, you know, hitting the sweet spot um, on top of like how unique is this in the space? Um, is it, you know, trying to bring any elements back from the past with the fresh twist and all of that? That's what it, normally what I uh, go off of for like what I considered quote unquote the best for the year um sometimes the two overlap like sometimes some of my favorite things are also technically good but sometimes they're not sometimes i have an album and there's for sure one on here that's like on a technical lyrical spectrum it's just very like nothing not a ton rather that hasn't been done before but just enough of a little tweak that like it hits for me and it works um but that's normally what what i do and i think with spencer when we talk about music a little bit there's almost like um unspoken understanding that that's kind of how we're approaching it yeah we've never like explicitly like wrote out like what the parameters are yeah i think like because i think with when because we talk so much about technology and video games and just things that are are like all of our the things that we like to talk about are kind of there's some similarities to them i do feel like we always think about what is like you would call the best like in the sense of like how do the grammys pick that artist they have some sort of version of it but it's basically just who was most popular ours is we do it a little different because i think it's usually also something that we liked it's never like this is the best we think it's terrible (laughs) but it's like this (laughs) this is why we think this is probably like the best album of the year because it's hitting what we think is like the most things that most people would like to hear. Right. And it doesn't mean always mean the most popular, but it's like, I think when I think about like the technical production, just like how much of a down the middle fastball is this hitting? That might be the best album of the year because it's going to touch the most like quadrants. Right. Um, But not necessarily popular because popular can also be shitty. And I feel like we'd like to have it be an album. We both actively like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then the other thing for me feelings are like a huge part of like how i choose my favorite album of the year and it's like a little different depending on like what the year's giving me (laughs) like i think last year we had a pretty sad year danny we had pretty sad (laughs) re-listening to that (laughs) podcast i was like like, oh no the list i was like oh yeah 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 it was like mostly about dying that was the theme of last year uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we'll see if that holds uh (laughs) but i for me it's really like how often was i listening to it how often did i go back to it is it an album that i forgot i listened to that going back through this list i go oh shit yeah that album that usually means it's like 
in something that I want to talk about, but not the top. Because the top albums of my year are, they just continue to cycle until yeah. they get replaced by, you know, five to eight albums next year. Yeah. Uh, but that takes, you know, half the year sometimes. So for me, it's really like what makes me feel the most. Because like music is an, a way for me to access feelings. Yeah. And for yeah. some, I know music is a way to block feelings or get around feelings. But for me, it's more like if I'm listening to a sad album, it doesn't mean I'm going to be sad. But if I might need to be sad, a sad album could help. Or if it's I'm angry, an yeah. angry yeah. album can help. You know what I mean? Like, so vibes and feelings are a lot of what. I think about, but that's also like anyone trying to. That's just I, music. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. anybody trying to like ascribe a more professional version of like picking your favorite art thing. I mean, it's all just what we vibe with. Yeah. yeah. It's all subjective, ultimately, even with the music, even with the game stuff. Uh, Spencer, what's your discovered thing of the year? So, on the topic of death and dying. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so my discovery of the year, so everyone on this podcast discovery of the year God, knows that I love Code and Cambria. <laughs> Some would say I'm wearing. This was not only a new sweatshirt, this was also the first piece of merch Code and Cambria I had ever had, and they repressed it because uh, they repressed their, their album. That's not why, that's not who I discovered, <laughs> I promise. Okay, this is a quick build up. Uh, but... Uh, one way I like to discover music is going on like the subreddits of artists that I really like and looking for threads of what else sounds like this, right? Yeah. 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 Most of the time, you're just like, okay, you're an insane person. This is not the same. Like a lot of the recommendations. A lot of misses. Suck. A lot of misses. And especially with a niche band, we're starting from Coheed and Cambria, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually listen to five seconds and i'm like this fucking sucks um <laughs> no thank you but i saw one this year um three or four months ago and it was this band called narco debut uh and they really haven't done anything since this album 2017 they are not listened to i would say <laughs> like like more or less this like band doesn't really exist anymore mm. or really ever did seems like this album happened and that was about it EP a year before. Uh, the album's called Strange and Ever Changing Depths, and it absolutely fucks. Like, it is truly the craziest thing where it feels like an alternate path Coheed and Cambria because it has similar falsetto vocal vocals, harmonies. They're definitely fans of Coheed and Cambria, but it's like if Coheed and Cambria kept their first album energy for farther into their career, like more of the, like not pop punk, but like prog punk kind of like a true nerd yeah. shit kind of vibe where they, they got more grand as their discography went on. But this album just, it's a fucking front to back. Awesome album. I've shown it to a couple people, uh, just like that. I've noticed liked similar types of music and like everyone that I've basically everyone I've recommended this to that actually really likes Coheed and Cambria. There's like five people I know in my entire <laughs> life. Um, 
all of them were like, oh shit, this Five is really fire. like Code and Camera. I really yeah. like this. Um, but yeah, it's Narco debut. I really would love them to make more music or just tour with Cohen and Cambria because that would be such a meal to eat. <laughs> Do you know if they're uh, no longer active or they're just like, they haven't put something out? I don't think they're active just based on there's nothing Let, about them. Yeah. The last piece of music in 2019. Yeah. 20, 2019 was this album. Yeah. I mean, I would I mean, love... That's not that, that's not that long. I mean, it, it's long for a rock band, but it's not that long for some artists i know i know i know um but it's really good i enjoy it i think both of you would like it i have it playing in the background right now got it got it got to check that out very cool i like that i'm gonna keep the thread going with the rock bands here baby uh and i'm gonna go with a band called teenage wrist so they just put out a uh album like in September, I want to say I literally had just had it up. Yeah, uh, no, August, August fourth. So this is a very like they've been around for for a bit. They they started making music in like sixteen something like that. Twenty fifteen, the first couple of singles that are appearing on like Spotify and stuff. Uh, but this one also kind of in that same vein. They're a little bit more. I think they lean a little pop punk, but with uh, a slight edge more on the punk side with like the it's like really chuggy and full bodied guitars and bass, which uh, I think is is nice. Sometimes I feel pop punk misses or like cuts down on on that a little bit too much because you're trying to satiate like the pop side of things, Um, even though I do love that genre. but this one, I, I don't know. This this year, I've gotten a back into. Normally, I'm like a very like metalcore and like that side of the spectrum with like my heavier music, which isn't like super heavy for like the real hardcore uh, like rock listeners and metalheads. Um, but the less like more rough around the edge, like guitar tones and like slight screeches and slight like you know. The distortion, not in the like guitar pedal sense, but in like the audio soundscape sense, um, has I've leaned into quite a bit more. Fun album, um, not quite as like in depth, I would say, as a as like a piece as some of the other stuff that we're gonna talk about here in a little bit. But I don't know, it's like one of those where it's like, okay, it's this seems like a you know a couple of dudes that are kind of finding the zone here a little bit and you know did the sound can continue to evolve they do have a couple of songs that are like hitting a couple million streams so it's not like they're super hidden they have like 170,000 monthly listeners uh but that has really increased this year especially since that album began they were like sub 100k when when i first uh heard some of the uh one of one of the singles that they released before the album came out so that's a fun one just mostly two dudes i think sometimes they have a third band member and then like touring band member but they're just crushing out it's like one of them does like all the guitar bass and uh vocals and then the drummer does other background vocals and secondary guitar as well so like they're producing this in-house themselves multi-instrumentalists and then like now that they're playing some shows you know they bring on some other folks but that's that's a fun one that's a little bit more on the uh punky side of the pop punk spectrum sounds good i mean where did you find it how did you how did this come to you this one uh 
was a comment that I saw on TikTok for a video that was about a different band that we are going to talk about later today. The old hot mulligan. Uh-oh. Spoiler a spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, so there was a comment in there. I was like, oh, blah, blah. You know, just like people discussing and then threads with each other. And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Pretty good. Hell yeah. Okay. I can't be the one to drive what's next because I put a bunch <laughs> of categories for myself trying to narrow it down. So what is next, Danny? <laughs> All right. So let's start going into what our favorite albums are. I would love it. It doesn't have to be this. I would love it if we switched up the genre for our very next recommendation. Um, because we're very rock band heavy right now. And I know that all three of us have very diverse music listening tastes. So let's switch it up there. Keep the audience engaged a little bit. Pat, you're up first. Sure. Uh, so, um, I think for the rest of this podcast, <laughs> these are all <laughs> bands I learned of from your half year update. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, that might so make it easier I, for I'm, us. Influencer, baby. I'm basically just going to be plus oneing stuff you've already said. So, uh, to switch it up, first one, uh, Scaring the Hose, JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown. Oh, what a great right, pick. Right. Damn, Pat. All right. Let's, let's take a couple minutes. <laughs> We don't have to rush through it, Pat. It's not a list. Yeah. Let's talk about it because now I don't have to bring it up. So you're opening yeah, up a no, great choice for me. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk Why about do you it. love this album, uh, uh, Pat? Yeah, I mean, um, I remember I was talking about this when it came out. Uh, and the production was divisive. But for, for me, the second this album started, I'm like, this is this is awesome. Uh, like I was saying before, it's it, like when I when I put out an album, it's like, what immediately makes me feel some kind of way, some kind of energy, like Spencer, you were mentioning, sad, mad, angry, energetic, whatever. Uh, yeah, what makes you yeah. feel a type of way and what makes you want to listen to the next song? I feel like this album just, I was listening to it today or the last couple days um, for the first time in a while. And I was like, man, I can't believe I let this fall out of rotation. Um, it's just one of those albums that like, I feel like it just slaps like every yep. every single song is just well, i won't say every there's i think there's like one song that's like well this is whatever um but yeah super energetic it just feels like um i was and i was like thinking i'm like man this sort of hits me in a way like uh like a grind band does where it's just like it just like hits your ears and by the time you're like you'll get to like a hook or a part that's like, okay, I'm going to bob my head to this. And like, that's cool. And then you'll go immediately back into like some crazy stuff and you're trying to follow it. And then you hit that hook again and it like yeah. feels good again. Um, and then at the end of the album, you're like exhausted, like audioly or your ears are tired, but, um, but you're like super satisfied. You're like, man, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was like yeah. awesome. I mean, you, um, so yeah. you, you're totally right. Like on like immediately the moment this album starts, I think that sample is like really good. Like it's right so, away. It's, it's familiar. That's so such a great sample. It's, it's like, so broken. It's awesome. It's yeah. it's yeah, but it's like very distorted, almost like it, it feels weird, but it's like, it's like, okay, this is what you're getting into. And then the very first thing JPEG goes, first off, fuck Elon Musk, yep. $8 too much. That's where expensive. you had me. That's right where you away, had me. Right away, I was like, yep. yes, I'm in. I'm, I'm all in. in. And, and even this, as someone who was, I leaned a little bit more, I'm like, ah, the production here, I get the, the roughness around the edges and the whole 
thing about how they produce this. Like, I get it. That's kind of the point. So Mia's like, you can clean this up a little bit, just nope. a little bit. But <laughs> nope. I get it. And but I, I get this it. Is where I really disagree I get it. It's, it's where the, I know. That's I know. Where the and is. I know. That's we've we've argued about we've argued about this in oh, person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we don't have to get into it now. But with even even with that, for me, this is still I completely agree. This is for sure one of the better albums this year. And I was just talking to Spencer the other day about like we haven't really had a ton of like hip hop bangers in my opinion. Like not at least not to the same degree that we did last year. Uh, on the album side, Scary No Holes is absolutely like there, like yeah. filling that void it's, quite a bit. If it's yeah. if it's not like the best hip hop record of the year, yeah, I I definitely think it's up there for me. Hip hop record of the year wise is definitely on my like top two or three, maybe the number one, depending because I might get this another yeah. one in here at some point. <laughs> but so I was in uh, Costa Rica and I was trading music with some folks down there, like just like I, I noticed some people listening to some music that I liked and uh, they sent me some stuff. And then I <laughs> I, I sent someone this album uh, because and what I said to them was, hey, from what you sent me, you like music that sounds like shit. This fucking album sounds totally broken in every way, and it's the fucking best. And then he like slack back. He's like, "This does sound like shit. I fucking love this." So like, it is in my pantheon yeah, of like yeah. albums that sound like shit that I love because I love that genre of music where it's we could make this sound good, we so chose true. not to, as opposed to this just sounds like shit because I don't know what I'm doing. You know yeah, what it's I mean? an artistic like, choice. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a choice. Like this and Death Grips. Like, um, I like grimy production in this way. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's just so many good lines in this because so many, so yeah, many. I, I was like reading the lyrics, and I was just like, some of these are just like funny. Like it almost feels like a line to like they're saying it just to make a joke or like to be funny versus like, all right, this is like super meaningful. Yep. Yep, and I think they're both. I mean, I think Danny Brown is almost the king of hiding yeah. Yeah. meaning behind funny stuff. Um, but I will say this is the only Danny Brown album that I'm bringing up today because I am bringing up his newest one, yeah. and it's wow. it's bumming me out that I can't that's, get into that's it. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, it's, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer of an. Al- <laughs> it's 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 a sad sad album. Um. Do you guys have a like a top track off this? It's an insane start. Like it's just the first, really the first track's beef, great. Lean beef patty is such a good start. Yeah. Um, For me, I'll go first just because I I prompted the question. Uh, I really like perfect. I feel like it's a more straightforward song, but I I will like I'll start that. It's the song that starts with the horns. Anyways, and he like he starts rapping, and then the beat drops in. I just like the beat drop on that song is just awesome. Like I'll I'll wait for him to finish his verse, and I'll just bring it back to that beat drop again, just to like listen to it again because the way it like his uh, vocal delivery hits like with the bass drum and the beat just sounds so cool. I'm going to go with uh, Garbage Pail Kids. I think nice. that's been one of my favorite ones, even like once it dropped. The just like the conflict of like that um I don't know I and I used to I I remember pulling up the sample and like where that was, but that vocal piece it's like someone singing and or chanting in Japanese. It's very like 
you know, high, happy-ish, but it's also kind of, like, slight tone of eeriness combined with, like, I don't know if they're doing, like, a distorted guitar or if they're distorting some bass or the 404 or whatever, some keyboard plugged in is, like, getting distorted to hell. Uh, but it sounds really creepy. It sounds really ominous. I think both of them come in with, like, really good flows, and the lyrics hit pretty hard uh, on that one. Um, so just because, just that diaspora of like the feeling and the like ooh happy tone female sampled vocal with like the really aggressive like lyrics and music uh which is basically describing this entire <laughs> album that one for me though in particular is, is i mean that's uh, sort of that describes out. like garbage pale kids right it was like a yeah. rip off of riff off of uh cabbage patch kids mm-hmm. but they're all like mm-hmm. yeah it's like you have this like happy thing but then you have this like very disturbing like take on it yep yep it's it's so weird i yeah it's great it's great you know what that was gonna be mine um and as you were describing it i think the other thing that i was thinking about it while i while why it's one of my favorites especially putting it up against the the new danny brown album um is his verses feel like a triple x cut like from from triple x uh or from 30 rather um like that's that's a type of flow and a type of beat that he used to really fuck up and he'll go back to it i'm sure but like uh it's such a good like he's got so many danny brown ways of shoving words together in this one like uh yes like i'm cannabis I show up on your screen like tele evangelist is he because he's like it doesn't really work but fuck it i don't care i love when he does that shit where he's like i'll just word salad for a second so it'll fit yeah great pick i will say good pick pat my cover of the year in the sense of i think it has the coolest fucking art for an album this year it is a good one yeah this one is a this one is a very good one like it's all chopped up. It doesn't actually look good. It looks like they're poorly, <laughs> they're poorly photoshopped into like a grindhouse, uh, black exploitation movie poster. Yeah, but yeah, that's exactly right. I'm gonna go with uh, one of my one of my favorite albums this year. Also a hip hop album, that Mexican OT Lone Star Luchador. So this is uh, this dude from texas um that started making like southern style like blending a little bit of like a bunch of southern style like a little bit of that atlanta trap flow um but then adding some like west coast beats underneath it as well so it's like kind of interesting to the ear uh, on that front but in particular he uh this is uh, a mexican dude obviously that mexican ot that started incorporating rolling rolling r's into words that don't have r's so (laughs) it just like adds such a unique touch to his flow that this is this is the album that i was talking about earlier where it's like i don't know if anything in particular is like super unique in the hip-hop space but then you threw in throwing in his flow with the rolled r's on like words that aren't don't have any R's in them, but it works. It sounds very pleasant to the ear. It's like, whoa, what was that? But I, it, but like, I heard what he said. That was weird. It's it, kind of interesting. Is it kind of like uh, the Chance the Rapper, like, uh, squawk? <laughs> like, in the sense of, of it's like, kind, yeah, why yeah. does this work? I don't think it should, but I love it. Like, one of those. Yeah, oh, yeah. That sounds so awesome. So it's like, it's like turning into like his signature now with, uh, 
some of this. So like he goes there lyrically, it's like very kind of like a little bit of gangster rap, uh, not super deep, a little bit of, of depth to it. But uh, he says e- eating the booty, but he goes eating the booty. <laughs> and it is but like really fast in the flow. And it's just it's just the first Ooh. time I heard that. Ooh, I was like, yeah. this is hilarious. Describing this is it incredible. is almost giving me a frisky yeah. feeling. <laughs> It's really cool. I really recommend. He uh one of his songs went viral earlier this year and that's kind of how he started blowing up. Johnny Dang. So this dude brought in uh Paul Wall and a Johnny Dang, the uh jewelry designer uh, out of uh LA, I believe, Why right? Not? He's in LA. Uh I don't keep up with jewelry video. designer. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. I don't, I don't know. know where he's But from. that's that's where all the, you know, the rappers get all their fucking big ass uh necklaces and all the ice and shit um and it's just like a really fun time this is this is one of the uh few albums hip-hop albums this year that i'm like this is just the int- from start to end just straight bangers this is just straight banger it kind of felt reminiscent of like um the baby a few years ago where he oh, had yeah. uh kirk drop when i was yeah. like okay this is just banger banger yeah. banger banger mm-hmm. banger that's what this kind of feels like for me nice. was it, it did you discover him because of this album or you knew of him and he dropped this no actually jay put me on jay put me on this guy so he's like we went to brunch once and he's like you got to listen to this dude i've been telling you he's like yeah i haven't had a run he turned on uh johnny dang that first song because it was just the single before the album came out i was like okay yeah this is this is dope as hell hell yeah nice okay should i go with one of mine go um so to to switch up the genre a little bit. Um, I'm just going to give a couple shout outs. And I promise it's just the titles of the album. <laughs> and then fine. I'll get That's to fine. kind of this category for me. So this category that I'm going to say right now is my pop album of the year. My female pop specifically album of the year. Because you know, Danny, I got to talk about female led yeah. pop. Yeah. It's really the of only course. pop I like. And it's one of my core <laughs> genres of music that I... I like. Um, so couple honorable mentions, Yeji's with a hammer, early album twenty twenty three. I love everything Yeji does. I really want to see Yeji live. She seems fun. Um Pink Pantheress. Uh oh, Pink Panther is great. Um and you know what's crazy? I honestly thought her name was Pink Parentheses this whole time. <laughs> Never said it out loud. Then I looked at it before the podcast and I was like, it's not parentheses. <laughs> It's, it's Pantheris. It's re- honestly, I will make a band called Pink Parentheses because <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty fun name. Uh, um, you copied and pasted and didn't type it out yourself. Otherwise, yeah. you would have typed out parentheses. Yeah, I don't know how to read. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Pop is kind of stretching some of these, but this last one, Art School Girlfriend, Soft Landing, I really, really enjoyed. Um, kind of an ambient pop record uh, with vocals, but... It's it's a great one. Definitely recommend it. Came out early in the year. But my number one album in this space, which is kind of like indie, indie pop, pop-ish, because, you know, Janelle Monáe is kind of on there, but yeah, The Age yeah. of Pleasure is not as good as Dirty Computer. I'm sad about Dirty that. Dirty Computer is great. Yeah, no. I Caroline Polachek's Desire I Want of to course, Turn Into I You. Of course, I knew it. I knew it. I have to say. And you're right. And you're right. <laughs> I have to say it, because I know you knew I was going to say it, so you weren't going to say it. 
And I'm not sure, Pat, if you like Caroline politics so that much. I, I thought one of you two were going to say this because I <laughs> learned about this again in the mid-year review and I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is nice. But I was like, this was Danny's like runner up. So I'm like, either mm-hmm. he's going to bring it up or Spencer's mm-hmm. going to bring it up. Yeah. So I'm familiar. I've listened to the album once. Um, yeah. I do have a couple thoughts, but go ahead. It's, I mean, it 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 is, it's so good. I love the whole world so of it's really good. Caroline Polachek, Christine and the Queens, Charlie XCX, how they're all like these collaborators that do things together, but then also do their own things. They release a ton of shit and this album drops. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, I haven't really seen it on a ton of lists. I don't, I think, I don't think I got a Grammy nom or anything. No, which I was is really insane upset about that. It was like yeah. relatively well received by a lot of major publications, but um, I mean, just, Pure ear bliss on Welcome to My Island, the first song. Like, effectively, if you are like not sure if you're going to like the album, if that song, if you get to the chorus and you don't like it, there's something wrong with your ears because it's, it's really hard to not like. It's so lush. It's fun. It's a little bit of a bop to it. Um, but it's then, got an engineered. It's got yeah. a best engineered nomination. Okay, That's it did single nomination. <sighs> did she engineer it? Which is still. I think she engineered no. it. No, she did not engineer <sighs> it. Damn it. Um, that sucks. Because yeah, it's great. But the cool thing is, like, I think this album is really putting her on the map. Her last album was also really well regarded, but was a little smaller. And that whole, I feel like Christine and the Queen, the Christine and the Queens, um, Caroline Polachek, Charlie XCX. I really wonder if they're going to be closer to the top of the heap than like they've just been in the middle for so long, you know, like, will, will they break out into purely like, no, no, this can be arena level stuff, you know? So, uh, it's interesting. You mentioned Charlie XCX because the first time I played that album, I was like, this first song is like the same exact song as Charlie XCX first. (laughs) song and i don't know if that's intentional or what but is there is there some sort of like collaboration between like do they know each other or yes something? yeah like, yeah they they yeah. constantly feature on each other's stuff especially okay. when they're doing in between singles and like so i believe on charlie xcx's crash caroline polachek and christine and the queens are both on different songs and that goes vice versa most albums okay. i'm pretty sure charlie okay. xcx might even have some background credits or something on this yeah. album well, yeah, like Caroline, I, yeah, go ahead. Caroline Politech check <clears throat> even has like she has some background credits on uh Beyonce's yeah. album, Beyonce. That one also had a nomination for album of the year. So, uh, these are like very talented uh pop artists that have been crushing it for a while, but yeah, yeah, go I gotta give it. her a more of a listen because I remember last year, uh, you all were going to a Charlie XCX show and Colleen asked me she's like do you want to go to the show with these guys and i was like i don't really know her um and then you all went and then i started listening to her and then she was like one of my top like spotify wrapped yeah she was probably like in the top three um so if you're saying it's I'm, sort of a similar vibe i gotta i gotta check this record out yeah, i'm yeah, currently wearing my charlie xcx yeah. set from the yeah. show um, oh, nice. yeah uh yeah yeah like it's, this is a really good album this yeah. is a really good album yeah it's it's a it's an album you can just it's a it's a front to back kind of thing, and that's not normal for pop records, and that's why I love Charlie yeah. XCX, 
Caroline Polachek, Christine and the Queens, because like they usually try to craft an album for you as opposed yeah. to this isn't a single between singles. <laughs> right, right. Where to? It's good. It's good. Back to Pat. Album number two. <sighs> Album number two. Okay. Um, uh, next one I have is uh, This Is Why by Paramore. Um, oh, good one. Yes. I, have, I have not listened to Paramore. So my, my uh, history with Paramore is... Um, did you I, date like, Haley Williams? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> Whoa. We were a thing. Holy moly. You were in bands? <laughs> There's a couple songs about me. Um, no. Uh, Misery business? I, like... <laughs> Uh, pop punk that was like what I was into like high school going into college and then um, I forget the first album but it had the song Emergency on it uh, it's like their very first LP yeah yeah um, a friend showed it to me uh, and we're both like rocking out to it we're like oh this is great um, and then the was it Riot is that the yeah I think that the second song? one Riot's the second album okay yeah Riot came out and I was just like yeah, this is fine. Maybe it was my personal taste. I was sort of leaving the punk rock space and going to like, um, like, well, uh, they, but they a, a, also kind music. of, they like yes. wavered on their genre for a while. Yeah. 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 I feel like, so Riot was like the, a critical success. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. so I think Massive. it was, that one was me personally just being like, eh, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You but I, I cool recognize there was like the, a couple singles, I, the the main one, I can't remember the name of it. And misery business, yeah, misery crush, business crush, crush, and crush. crush, crush, crush. I was like, okay, these yeah. these are these are bangers. Um, and then like I literally just I knew they put out music, and I would listen to like a single, and I'm like, whatever. Um, and then yeah, I saw your recommendation. I was like, I'm gonna check this out. And again, immediately, it's like that first song. Uh, this is why it's the title track. Mm-hmm. I was just like. This is great, and what pulled what pulled me in, and my friend will um, joke about this. If if there's good sounding bass mm-hmm. on an album, I'm immediately just like, <laughs> all right, this is getting like a plus, a plus on everything. Like everyone might think this yeah, is yeah, mediocre. Yeah. I'm gonna think it's just a little bit better than mediocre because the bass playing so good. So it, yeah. I will be drawn in by, and same with that microwave album. The tone is just so good. And yeah, just just yeah. that like little walking bass line on the intro track is like, okay, this is this is great. Um yeah, chorus catchy. Um again, it's one of those albums where I'm just listening to it and I'm like, all right, well, that was good. I want to hear the next song. Um yeah. uh so yeah, this yeah. one is I would say between your like July and um when Hot Mulligan came out, it was my this like was, top yeah. listened album i was watching to see when they were going to come i think they had already come through chicago i was maybe going to try to go to milwaukee um but i like couldn't make it work so i was i was like i was literally watching live shows on youtube i was yeah, just like that, i, got, oh, I gotta great. see these guys yep. play and, and they they're, they're so good live so good they're live. so good they're so live. good live it's insane yeah um, i was just like this is this is awesome i was like man i wish i yeah, that's that. That was another criteria of mine. Is like you hear an album and it's just like I need to buy tickets for yep. this. Yeah, this yeah, that's a great. That's, that's a, great. a good one. Um, oh, yeah, I think the the crazy thing about Paramore is this is like what it's like. Twenty sixteen, they released self titled, right? Something like that. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Basically, from that kind of reinvigoration of them to now like they're actually all of their albums have been quite good like uh and they've done some change of genre here and there but like they're back to a more classic paramore sound now i think and 
a little bit. Yeah. I would also say if you like this, uh, different speed, but Haley Williams solo album "Pedals for Armor" oh, last that's yeah. year great one too. was yep. up there for me. Um, really, really yeah. great. Uh, yeah. We should I, all go. I, I did get that to a, a Paramore a, show. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing like, they're op- uh, they're opening for like Taylor Swift and like europe like all of next year of course they're, they they're buddies they're buddies yeah that's uh, a ton yeah, of that money makes sense. yeah i think our, our last chance to see them in the nearby was a handful of months ago it's probably a new oh yeah years. they're gone all next year yeah um, that's that's not happening for a while yeah it's it's uh <laughs> what's interesting about the so uh, been super into this album um and then i i was looking at their live show i pulled up a live set list of um just what they what their set lists have been like this summer as they're doing festivals and stuff, and the set list is great. And actually, the albums I haven't listened to, um, I can't remember the names of them because I don't listen to them. But the last two that have been like a li- maybe a little more dance pop and a little more mm-hmm. like electro After stuff, yeah. yeah, like the singles that they're playing on their shows, they fit in perfectly. Like it's it's like this new album made the last albums make more sense to me personally, where I'm like. Ah. Oh, I actually like these albums maybe more than I thought I would. Um, so it has made me look back a little bit, and um, I don't like them as much. But they're it's like okay, there's something here. Yeah, yeah, I love After Laughter. So uh, yeah. that, that one for me is is great. But no, no, the, this is why is a really good pick. Yeah. I, that's a great one. I I also love that one. Um, I'll go next with my next pick. And it's was almost going to be my album of the year after I've thought about it a little bit more. It's not quite there yet or anymore, but uh, let's start here. Lil Yachty, the very oh. psycho psychedelic rock one from the beginning of the year. That was your mid year. Man, of the year. I love this album. This is such a good album. I, I know like everyone screams about it being derivative and it's too dark side of the moon and all of that, I don't care. I think there's enough of a twist here to that formula that works. Uh, Lil Yachty can actually sing decently on some of these tracks, bringing in a bunch of like female vocalists to like help out with some of the choruses. Uh, it works really well. The guitar tones, I think, are, are great. The drums are mixed really well. The bass hits like... It just hits a bunch of different like zones for me. Um, like sonically... Uh, lyrically not quite as much honestly but honestly this is more of a vibe album for me and the vibes are so high for me on this album that that's why i've been so high on on this one black seminole when it hits like that reprise that's very reminiscent of dark side of the moon um what is it the great uh great uh shit why am i forgetting the the name the great gig in the sky it's so it's like it's like oh this is very clearly an homage to that but it's still very much its own thing, so it's super sick. Drive Me Crazy is one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, I think it's like a really good, just like kind of lovey pop dancey song, but it's like still very much psychedelic rock and roll. Uh, all this whole thing is great, and it's fourteen tracks, fifty-seven minutes long. Um, but some of these, some of these tracks are like five, six minutes that go a little bit longer and i kind of like that when a, when the a album goes this long but it's because of the track length i'm okay with it yeah I rather than that. like rather than stuffing like 20 songs yeah. on an album yeah this album i don't know i don't know how you feel about it how you so feel about it i was 
hesitantly agreeing that it was kind of on my mid-year list, but it definitely fell off a cliff for me. That's fair. Um, like it just it just fell out of rotation and tried it once or twice, and I'm like, I had my time with this. So yeah, but I like yeah. The thing about this album is, I'm like, you love this prog album so much, but when I try to shove prog down your throat, <laughs> it seems to only work. <laughs> One every ten times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this one takes a more. It's like it's got to be this one in particular. It's it's got to take more of the jazzy approach rather than like the. I mean, I know technically all Prague is basically just jazz on like some weird technical scale or whatever. But I think uh, the tones. It's all about the tones for me. It's like yeah. it's got to be really warm tones, and that's what that's what they hit. This hits. Uh, I actually have not listened to this album. I started, um, I what, like favorited it on Spotify today yeah. um, when I was watching your little mid-year review. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I never checked this out. It's a good one. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. And I like it. It's just not to my tier of... That, that's I, fair. I that's fair. I'm not dunking on any of yours, Spencer, but I appreciate you dunking on <laughs> You asked you the question. You can go next. You, you, can you go literally next. said, you can go next. what do you Whatever guys says, think No matter this. how much he likes it, you have to say you don't like it. Hot mo- <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to... Just for time, um, I'm not going to try to shove six more rap albums into this. Um, yeah. But I, I would feel bad if I didn't bring up this album as like my indie darling of the year. But indie is, it kind of like the Game Awards, where eh. But Boy Genius, the record. Um, it's <laughs> it's really album. fucking That's a really good. Good fucking album. Like is this like the is, is this the super group album? This is the super group. Yep, this album. is the super group. Um, and they meld so well together they trade off kind of like who's leading this where is this coming from maybe like but then it's so cohesive like it is disgustingly cohesive for it being three outright stars coming together quickly to make this music right like Just and this going, is their first? First their one, first. yeah. They released an EP as well yeah, this year. this is their first full album, but yeah. First full had, album. They had an EP before. Um, but like, you know, it's not that often that like uh, a super group album or an album in general starts off with just like naked singing harmonies together. You know, there's, there's a couple albums like that do that. Yeah. Uh, like Deer Hunter loves doing like a vocal choral intro and there's there's definitely like uh like fleet foxes love that kind of sound but for like three artists to just go oh yeah to like bring you know a super group of indie those types of things can suck (laughs) like they can suck hard when a bunch of people that have big indie egos get together to make something it just can kind of feel like tension and this feels like the band that they sh- could have or maybe should have been in the whole time, even though I love all of them individually as artists too. Um, I, I think that's just so cool to see. Um, and it's also like, it just feels nice. Cause I'm like, Oh, so like, they're just going to get to like hang out with each other for the next like couple years touring this like album. Yeah. And then like, it's going to yeah. influence all of their solo stuff. And it's going to like, 
kind of because they're all kind of people that have kind of shifted around what does it mean to be this type of artist um being so popular right like um they're huge like boy genius but also all of them are are quite big now like playing letterman all the time and shit not letterman you know like what's the new (laughs) version of it stephen colbert but you get it the same show (laughs) they're playing johnny carson they're playing fucking carson dude uh craig ferguson's out there with his little oh, robot man. friend so it's, oh, did, no. like did were they just friends and they're like let's make a record together or were people like hey i'm gonna put these three people together and hopefully they do something good no uh, they were friends right yeah. they came up together kind yeah. of and is they the came intention up together. to write write more music or it's just like let's do this one thing fun or this fun thing once and move on i i don't really think they necessarily like put labels on it from what i've read it's more like there was overlapping in like i think two of the three were touring together they had had toured together and then they Mm. started writing some like features with each other and then they're like you know what there's something here and you know yeah or like filling in during tours of like oh no i'll do guitar for you tonight like that's fine yeah yeah um and then it just kind of was created um yeah very organic at least from everything we've been told yes uh (laughs) Which I believe it, it. This is a really good. They it's it's crazy. The crazy thing about this album is that each of them have their their own like musical identity or like signature styles um, that all come through in this album. But it's also like evolved into a cohesive thing at the same time, which is what you mentioned earlier, which is I think is super cool. Uh, very glad. Yeah, I don't know if like I, it counts as any indies like more of like the genre it's become a more of a genre rather than like what it actually was in the beginning that's true um uh, but super cool that this one got nominated for album of the year i think that like that's gave pretty the Grammys awesome back quite a, a, a little bit of credibility back to them i think yeah. at least for me yeah and it's crazy because um they released the record on march 31st they've already released a new ep <laughs> Like, like came out last month. Like yes, they're, yes, yeah. it's really fun. I hope that they do a couple more because sometimes, you know, you do only get one or two from these super groups, yeah. Yeah. which is always nice when you get them. Um, and I am kind of glad we're past the super groups of like the emo genre in like the 2000s and 2010s, because I would say almost none of those worked. They were all bad. Basically. Uh, <laughs> but this one works really well. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, that's on my list. Pat, what do you got for us? Uh, well, this Last one was pick. a... Um, so this one I only fully thought out because you said just a couple. So I did just a couple. That's but uh, so this next one is um, another hip-hop album. I edged out um, uh, Scaring the Hose uh, for a specific reason. Um, so n- next album, Integrated Tech Solutions by Aesop. I feel like it's it's too uh, new. Spencer's I don't have to bring this it, one yeah. up then too. Yes, yeah. Pat, thank <laughs> you. I I I wasn't sure about putting it on the list just because it's so new. It hasn't sort That's of like fair. marinated in my brain um, as long as some of the other ones. I think it's only been yeah. like a month or so. Um, I I've, I it is just like Aesop. I mean, he's been making music for like. 25 Fucking years forever yeah, he's been, he's so been at it's, this for a while he's just like it's one of those records where it's like it's perfectly doing what he is like best at yep um it's it's cool beats cool production his choruses choruses are always a little weak yep. um 
but like his his uh like wordplay and like storytelling on like a sick beat is like oh what always brings me back his last couple i think the spiritual field guide um i like decent enough that album has grown on me hardcore this year yeah um there was one or two before that that i was iffy on um uh, but this one is like, okay, this is probably the, the thing I'm listening to the most since uh, None Shall Pass, which is like yeah. 20 years old or something at this yeah. point. Um, but it just sort of, it grabs me again. And it, it's just like, it's got a cool energy. I think that beat on the, it's technically track two, but it's like that weird, like techie glitchy Yeah, it's beat, so good. Uh, is just, you put on headphones, you walk down the street. I just, yeah. it's like, this is just such a cool it- it has s- since that single released, I think in like March. It is my I want to blast something in the car right now yeah. song because it sounds so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, uh, yeah. I don't have too much to say outside it. It's it's playing to his strengths. Um, uh, super polished, super catchy. I will say it's a little long. I would have cut that, a track that's all or two of his. Off. That's all of his fucking albums. Yeah, he's always like, I gotta put sixteen yeah. albums. On. I gotta make it four, <laughs> four LP vinyl yep. or whatever. It, that's his mo. Um, but, love him for it though. Yeah, love him for it. Because so, I mean, even on the OK songs, it's like, all right, you're you have something to say here. You're just yeah. doing your I mean, there's a song yep. that what? It's a three and a half minute long song on this. That's just about him talking about pigeons. Yeah. And there's like the pigeon song, there's the river song. Yeah, he's just like the river song. He's talking about water. <laughs> he's the hook is I like rivers. I, I like, like rivers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and it, you can tell it's just like it, you can tell he was just he walked down to a river and was just felt yeah. something. And he's like, I I'm just gonna start writing lyrics. About and this. I, I do yeah. like with with this album and also Spirit World Field Guide uh, specifically where it starts with a mission statement. Like Spirit World Field Guide is like a three minute like beat poem about yeah. psychedelics and him <laughs> writing a field guide for you. Like it's very like clinical and it's like a weird yeah. little like like choo, 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 choo. it's like a really weird off sound. Um and then this yeah, the one in, starts the with the intro on this one is like it's so good. It's, I think it hits a yeah. little too close to home. It, it hits way too close to home. <laughs> like, this and I will like, say oh the last God, I hate these words. <laughs> let's just say I'm right on I'm right on time with his last two albums, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Spirit World Field Guide 2022. <laughs> wink wink. <laughs> uh, oh boy. But, love it. Love it. I have not listened to this yet. Oh my gosh. Um, I've, have you heard the single at least? Uh no. Oh, uh, Danny. Gosh, Danny, you're gonna like it. To you're gonna like it. I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it leave it there. Do I, you not like do you not like I'm middling on Aesop Rock. Okay. 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 Have you listened to Jonathan by Hail Mary Malone? I ha- yes. And you I have. and you say you don't like that. It's I didn't say I didn't like it. That one I like. It's just I don't love. It it hits a very specific lyrical miracle realm for me that I'm not enthused with necessarily oh, all the time. You don't like lyrical uh, miracles, okay? What's lyrical miracles? Not always. Not always. Sometimes, like where the words are put together purely for the sound. So you don't like Andre Three Thousand, the ultimate no, I lyrical love miracle Andre guy. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I no, I'm, you're saying no, on okay, this podcast right. that you Moving don't like. On, I gotta talk about my last. You don't one. like humble mumble. You don't like humble one. mumble. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, I would be remiss not to talk about. SZA's SOS. This technically came out in December of 2022, but it came out well after all of the best of oh. stuff. I don't know so, if I'm okay with this. 
Because <laughs> I thought about that and I was like, no, it's not the year of our Lord 2023. No, but it came. It's so it came out so late and it would be like. No, it's oh, fine. It's fine. You're going like award season calendar. Award season. Yeah, 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 kind of, kind of. He's for, part for of the Hollywood us. Foreign Press. The cutoff, <laughs> the cutoff is whenever we publish this episode every year. Uh, so it changes every year. Uh, SOS. It's this is such a it's good so damn good, album. Yeah. I, it was going to be yeah. so hard to follow up Control, um, but she did it, man. She fucking did it. Every single song on this track slaps, and it uh, with reason. Almost every single one has, is is over a hundred million streams. Yeah, uh, and it's like it's it, this hits the popularity spectrum. This hits like this is good spectrum. If this does not win album of the year at the Grammys, I will I will legitimately be upset. This is it, out of the entire nominees. This is by far not by far. This is to me a clear winner. I totally agree with that. I think you will be disappointed on the Grammys because that's probably. what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> now, it's probably going to go to Midnight's, but whatever. This one uh, has 23 songs in our... It's too, it's too our long. Day. It's too long. Too long. It, I agree. It, it, there there are a solid five tracks that you can trim off of this at yeah, minimum. Yeah. There's, there's about five tracks that only have 65 million listens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this Basically to me, all of, well, SOS, SOS is a good o- opener. Kill Bill S- has 1.5 billion. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> song. So good. Um, but I will, I, I think SOS, because I do think we talked about it at some point this year, last year. It is such a close friend to Frank Ocean's Blonde in my head. Yes, we did talk about like, this in January. It's or still, yeah. every time I listen to it, it makes me want to go listen to Blonde again. And I don't, there's, I need to, I, I still need to do more research about this because I'm like, why do these hit me so similarly? But God damn, that opening song on SOS is so good. It has the best vocal performance of the album and it's in the first 45 seconds. And yeah. I get stuck just re-listening to that song weekly where I'll just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll get to the rest, but let's go one more time on this. <laughs> like, it's one of those, like, it's just so powerful. Um, yeah. That I just sometimes, like, honestly, that's one of my problems with the album. She swings, hits a home run, times five million to me. And then the rest of the album is amazing. But I'm like, if this would have hit me at the end, I would listen to your album all the way through a lot more. It's so hard to I'd start. I'd earn it. I'd that earn strongly, it. like, that freaking yeah. strongly so i i hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying hey but you got a phoebe bridgers uh feature here as well yeah. ghost in the machine another like, great on. goddamn song come on. this is this is just a banger all, all across the board so it's if you haven't listened to it yeah all it. the all the tracks are like three minutes or less that's like very very radio friendly yeah yeah well you know you gotta hit the streaming numbers too yep. she hadn't put out music in a while so yeah you know, yeah. and, I, and somehow, and somehow, you still hit it artistically. Yeah. Pfft, impressive, yeah. super. Impressive. Really hard to do. Spencer, last one before we get into. Fuck. Okay. Um. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh Just pick one. I know. I know. One. I know. I know. Okay. So, uh, the one I want to talk about, um, is actually this is, uh, Sufian Stevens Javelin. Uh, Ooh, deep cut. I so I thought about I thought about mentioning this one too. It's an album that, you know, it didn't come out that long ago, but I didn't really listen to it except for like once or twice initially. Cause 
in my head, I was like, this is a winter album, right? Like, like Sufi and Stevens yeah. also uh, often hits me as a winter album, even yeah. for some of his more jubilant stuff. Um, could be like all the Christmas albums he used to do and, and like holiday <laughs> albums he would do back in the day. But this year was also like a year leading up to it where Sufi and Stevens had like the shittiest fucking year of all time. Like yeah. he lost his ability to move. Um, and he has slowly been regaining that because he was like partially paralyzed um, temporarily, which I think is insane. Um, we hadn't really had much discussion about the personal life of Sufi and Stevens throughout his entire career. He's been very nothing about it, like really doesn't engage with who I am. It's really always been about music and he's always kind of not like outright avoided, but like it just doesn't seem like it's something that he wanted to talk about as an artist, right? And it was actually a bit of a surprise to me, though, making like one of the sweetest love songs of all time to like one of the gayer movies of what, 2017, uh, kind of started to connect the dots for me. I'm like, well, maybe he's got some <laughs> some personal experience with situations like this, because this song has every feeling in the world. Um, but... Uh, he lost his partner and yeah. this is him saying, Hey, yeah, I'm gay. I had this long-term partner. He passed. And this is the first time I'm really talking about this ever. And here's the album. Also, I'm still kind of paralyzed, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. But then you listen to yeah. it. Right. And the thing that really moved me as it got into the colder weather, cause that's when it started making more sense to me is just how much, feeling he can stuff into sometimes what is so little even though he's bombastic he's yeah. not always trying to be complicated he's not trying to fill you with a shitload of words to make you understand how he's feeling he's very like what is that like t like a like tenation like a i don't know it's like where it's phrases more so than these like really long confusing lyrics about his journey and it's like more yeah. impressionistic but then the music fills in all of those gaps for you like and no one produces and makes music like he does like he is truly a composer who makes albums that aren't pure just music and no no lyrics or like operas or whatever but the way he approaches everything, man, Danny, like, like as people who have many headphones, this is an album to use all of them for. I, I, so I will say I did listen to this. Like I gave this a proper listen. And it's made well. It's produced very well. Oh, oh. It hits a, sonically, it hits through a bunch of stuff. Um, so good. I... I'm a little bit higher on the Mitski album if we're talking singer songwriter Sonic Satisfaction headphone here. Things. I might. But I was almost not going to pick him, and I was going to pick something else. But like, it was a good year for this type of for music. singer songwriters. Yeah. This type of music, fantastic. it was a really good year. I, I Mitski dead album just barely. Yeah, it's a great I, I'm album. I'm not going to talk about it. That one just barely came out. Uh, it's a great album. Yeah, that's all so, I got. That's all we got. Uh, and lastly. I think this is Pat. We might we may have decided for you. 
It seems like you did. But we I, talked well, about it, Pat. I, I, I agree. It's fine, but it was also okay. Okay. To me. No. What was what? What? What's, what's your, your album what's your album beer, album beer? What's your and album we won't beer. say nothing about it. Yeah. Oh, let yeah. Me, let me see what was told to me. <laughs> no, I told you in person, so there wasn't record. Oh no, there's there's record. <laughs> oh no. Wait, were you recording me that whole night? <laughs> Could I give oh, a local no. pick? Local uh, picks. Look, local that, picks. Okay, yeah. yeah sure. Real quick. Pick. Just real quick. Yeah, yeah. Quick fire. Uh, quick fire. My local pick for the year is Into It Over It, 15 years. Um, Into It Over It, uh, one of my favorite albums, uh, Bastion in the... No, that's Oso oh, Oso. Oh, so. uh, there was an album when I first moved to Chicago that had just released, forget the name. And then this album, 15 years in Chicago. I'm like 10 years-ish in Chicago. Great album. Um if you like into it over it, you'll like it. And if you don't, you probably won't because he's pretty specific. Yeah. Um, mine would be, so mine isn't a local artist, but it's a band I saw locally and discovered this year. Um, they're called like roses. They're, uh, like a, a post hardcore, like emo band. Hell they yeah. released a single called, uh, easy. Uh, they have two singles out. Um, but easy, easy, was the first song I heard by them and um, immediately grabbed me and seeing them live was like, this is great. I think they were even surprised by how much the music was resonating with the Chicago crowd. Maybe they haven't been to Chicago before, but we love our, our Midwest post hardcore here. So we um, love it. And I will say Pat, and this is something I've said on this podcast a lot that I am the ultimate Midwest emo kid. Truly, (laughs) but truly I actually think you are. (laughs) Wow. wow. And I'm just trying yeah, might be on top. to strive yeah. to what you top. have become and what you've always been. Well, I'll the true you what I can. Mr. Midwest Emo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there is no shirtless portion of this beauty competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And they were another band, uh, same show, a uh, band that's going to have an album coming out February of next year. They're called Stay Inside. Um, great. Like again, like yeah. post emo, it just seems like there's sort of a revival yeah. of like all these bands that I yeah. yeah. love seeing when I was in high school and college. The sound is coming back, and um, yeah. it was great to see those I, two bands play I, together. I feel like we are entering the fifth wave emo revival because fourth we, wave yeah. is like where everybody got like math rocky with emo revival mm-hmm. music, yeah. like the world is a beautiful place and bands like that. I think we might be going back to like Mm-mm. we're doing. The fucking good hardcore shit. We're doing. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. We're we're tickling the underoath ivories. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, and then I'm gonna do a quick cop out on my pick uh, because it's a previous pick. Uh, Adan Diaz. We saw uh, we saw him a couple of years ago. He's technically out of Indiana, um, but close enough. Good kid. He's still very young. Still discovering the sound. 19 years old. Just released an EP. Um, very fun listen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it. You can tell that the sound is starting to mature a little bit, which is very cool to see. So I do think that this kid's got a future here. He's gonna be playing on the fifteenth in December at Shuba's, where it, which happens to be where we saw yeah. him last time. Um, and that that was like a couple. He was seventeen. He was seventeen years yeah. old at Whoa. the time. It yeah, was crazy. He, he was kids already performing dude, shows in the city. Kids charismatic as hell. He's a great performer. Just on top of like making some fun music, 
Um, I described it to you, Danny, because like I was listening to it today, and I was like, "This is like early Kyle with yeah, a little yes. bit more." Yes, and I forgot to respond to that, but yeah. yes, I, I agree. Like, I agree. It, kind of like the "This Is a Hit" Kyle, like um, from his first first album. Uh, it's really fun. Like I, I'm yeah. excited to see because, like, again, yeah, nineteen been doing like shows. For, for multiple like years, multiple years now, uh, he's he might he could be a person that cooking. comes out of Chicago and like actually makes yeah. a little bit of a splash. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, he's cooking. So that's that's who we have here. Yeah. And to close yeah, to, off, to get it back to what I was looking up. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I, fine. I, I was given the notes for the show and learning what we'll talk about. I was told we'll end with Hot Mulligan as a trifecta. <laughs> So I am already part that? of the trifecta. Who said that? Was that me? Uh, that was Spencer. Hmm. Yeah, about a week and a half ago. Interesting. <laughs> no recollection. Uh, I plead the fifth, and I was probably a little, you know, while I said it. Yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll take part of that trifecta. No, I uh, this um, this is the album I listened to the most this year. Why would I watch? This album has grown on me with every single listen. It is insane. Um, I feel if this out, well, here's, here's what this album made me feel like. This album made me feel like I was discovering emo again for the first time yeah. in high school. Yeah. I, and it is a weird feeling as a 30 something <laughs> year old, but it's awesome. Well, the only thing, the good thing is, it's not like it's their first album, which is nice. Like it's like their fourth yeah, album or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, okay, they're yeah, not doing, like 20 been... years old, which is nice. Like, cause <laughs> they talk about being 30 and wanting to be dead. And I'm like, we get it. Uh, <laughs> um, relatable, <laughs> relatable. I am going to potentially be ruining my family being in town. All of them are flying into Chicago for an early Christmas like weekend because oh, they can't come nice. to Christmas. And I'm fucking leaving them to go see this show. <laughs> Like, I have to be there, and I will be trying to get my father, my brother, <laughs> my brother-in-law to come, and It'd I don't think so they hilarious. want to. <laughs> but It'd be they, hilarious. Just, just get them up they in should. the balcony they or should. something. That, yeah, take it yeah. easy up there. Yeah, have a like, nice view. They have Coors Light, Dad. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good album, dude. Like, the first two tracks... The way that they hit you with the transition, almost like a mm. beat switch in hip hop, mm. it is so immaculate. The first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, beat switch on the on the song. This is cool. I don't think I've heard this in the pop punk emo song before. Oh, no, it's the second track. Oh, that's, damn, that's cool as hell. Yeah. Um, so that was very intentional, I think, on, on there. And uh, musically, um, fucking Betty. A song about his pet rat it is one of the saddest, like, grief songs for your that pet that I've ever heard. Is it's so good. Such a dangerous weapon, depending <laughs> on how so, you're feeling. So and yeah, yeah. someone who has just adopted a senior dog, I, I'm, con I'm concerned. I haven't listened to yeah, that song. Yeah, you can't listen to it for at least three years. Like, yeah, yeah. oh boy, that song is so sad. But it's also, they take... It's like they're going, they're doing whatever the fuck they want sonically, yeah, it's but it's cool. still cohesive. It's cool like I really do. I'm gonna double down on what we talked about in the mid year. Like they're taking <clears> like <throat> all of the best parts from a lot of bands I love. Yes. Like they're they're taking Jimmy Eat World's kind of like harmonies and they're going, yeah, we'll use it for here and here and here. They're taking like 
Taking Back Sunday's kind of like throaty, yelly vocals that yeah, it's isn't almost quite like, screaming, but it isn't clean and it's not accidental, you know, that sometimes like emo can fall into like the yelping. It's not yelping, yeah, but yeah. it's right no. on the line. Um, just like musically, it's so, so well fucking designed. Lily said the other day that it sounds like it's almost bad singing, but it's intentional in a way that like it just works. And I was like, damn, yeah. that means I've been listening to this so much in the in the car. And also it's starting to hit for you. Yeah. So yeah. No, go. that's the thing. I, I feel like there's certain <laughs> bands like that where on first listen, it's like really abrasive. And you're like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. Like yeah. Um, another band would be like Bear vs. Shark. I don't know if you know them. Oh, yes. Them. Yes. Uh, I'm going to see them in a few weeks. But this band reminds me of Bear vs. Shark in a way where it's just like super... Um, super energetic and just like it's like yeah. organized chaos where yeah. it's just like they're just gonna like do yeah like the back and forth vocals yeah. uh i feel like they complement each other yeah super well um you have something that's a little more scratchy and something that's a little more melodic um it's it's almost like a like an at the drive-in yes yeah yeah where you have like cedric's like super like abrasive lyrics and then you have um i can't remember his name uh tim uh, Oh, crap jim Shit. jim yeah uh you have his lyrics uh that were a little more like sing-songy all right let's bring in some melody to yeah, offset yeah. that i feel like they're pulling off the same thing um and it's just pleasant to listen to yeah i feel like hot mulligan could make like the best sequel to the alexis on fire first album with 44 mm. caliber love letter on it like i feel like they have that kind of swagger on this album Especially with that beat switch in the beginning, because like you know, yeah, famously, yeah. forty-four caliber love letter is the ultimate emo like switch up uh, from an intro, um, and I will likely be crying at this concert. Just so you know, I'm pretty sure this <laughs> will be because your family's there. No, just like it's one of those types of bands where I'm like. This Just might, during the live show, let out something. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's going to be quite cathartic. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah no, the, I'm the, almost the, crying now, thinking about going. The the lyrics do hit. There's something like I, maybe they're the same age as us or something, but there's something like very relatable to. Yeah, like they, they're not like metaphoric or anything. They're they're pretty plain in terms of like yes. what they're, they're singing. They're workman like in the best way. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. which makes it just like I get this, I can feel this, even if I haven't felt that exact thing, I can feel something similar. I, you know, I'm like right there with you when you're when you're singing about this. No, stuff. L- lyrically is um, it's almost blue collar in a way. It's workmen yeah. in the right in the best way, especially you're right. And I think it also is reflected by their top cities that uh, are listening to them: Chicago, Philadelphia, Denver, and then you get to L.A. and then Charlotte. Mostly very, like, the top two are you know, sturdy places. Sturdy, sturdy places, baby. With a lot of so. reinforced concrete. <laughs> I like the... Uh, um, there's also like a little bit of uh, like block party sound. They have some bumpiness well. to some it. Some bumping. Yeah. And I Smoke is maybe my favorite track <laughs> on so the good. album. It's so good. But also... Like, you with that, 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 but also the little like lead riffs. And, it does, and you can't tell right away that it's like that style of music because of like 
the contrast yeah. of the vocal. It just, man, they they have constructed yeah. this best song titles really of the well. year, and I'm oh, and easy. I am saying I do like Andre 3000's song titles more than the <laughs> album, but this is better song yeah. titles. These, yeah, these, yeah. It's like post rock instrumental song titles where it's like. Yeah. There are no words, so the song name can be whatever. You know, it's just like, all right, this is but, and then it's also arbitrary. a little bit like early Fallout Boy, like where yes, they had really yes. long. Because I do think there's a lot of like um, Grand Theft Auto early EP, Fallout Boy, like uh, early Panic, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, they're like, we can't sing like that, but like, and we're a little grittier. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's uh, so like, good. It's the album I called, needed. It's this called year. what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck, I love so good. it. One of them's about like. Isn't one of them about like jacking off, like jacking off, right? There's cock party, cock party. Cock that's party what it, cock party part two. That's the Jimmy Eat World song. Like that's what I think. That's a Jimmy Eat World song. The Jimmy yes, Eat World no, did it, it right, and that one's great because it's like cock party part two, better than the first. Like what a fucking song title. And then it's like and then you listen to the real song. Sweet. You listen to the song and it's so nice, and it's like, and then it has like really nice build up yeah. at the end, the yeah. second half. It's like oh, the most man. beautiful song aside from Betty on the record. It's yeah, called it's, Cock it's Party really, Part Two. <laughs> this is this is definitely like the Jim, Jimmy World if it was if Jimmy World was straight up Midwest emo. Yeah, that's a great yeah man. Yeah. Can't wait. Cannot wait. And also, what a, a fucking set list their actual set list oh, is. So man. much better than the UK tour they were doing. It's gonna be an absolute. <laughs> it looks of like the show. they're playing every song off this album besides Betty, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. That makes honestly, Betty's gonna be in the like an on. Nah, no, they're not gonna do Betty. They're not gonna. I, th- Betty. I, I think they won't do it. It's too sad. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna have a room, a audience full of crying. Because everyone that's then. our age, we only have animals. <laughs> like, that's as high as we've gotten. <laughs> so a song about a kid dying, oh, don't give a shit. <laughs> so that's that's what we have oh man back-to-back episodes going an hour and a half and guess what next week will probably be that as well sorry not sorry pat thank you so much for joining us jeff rosenstock helma beirut had cell go buy a shirt from into the ras fresco and fake of browser the 777 domogenesis what you don't get killer mike michael (laughs) okay bye bye you don't have to hang up pat sometimes we forget that (laughs) you guys are like so done with each other that you're like yeah no i'm hanging up